got it. Okay, <clears throat> Lord, now let it stick. Let this recording it. Or maybe God knows we need a trial run. run. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, so true. Good you want to start off? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Amber. Nice to be with you again. You too. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our book today, Designed on Purpose for a Purpose. What's the subtitle? Moving from one season to the next. That's a good subtitle. It is. Very nice. All right. So let's talk about how this collaboration began. How did how did the band of rebels start, Rhoda? Yeah, boy, it's it's a God thing, right? I mean, originally, originally, I met you when I came to, you invited me to come to Rochester to speak at a uh, retreat there, a women's gathering. 2019, then, right? I think that was yeah, 2019. I believe so. And then we kind of kept in touch off and on with different things. And then during COVID, I don't, I don't know. I was just, t- I was telling you that I had this idea for a book, but that uh, when I write, I kind of get sick of listening to myself talk. And I like coming up with like the details and the research and the framework, but all the little words in between are just like, nah. <laughs> all the little words in between. That's hilarious. Like, I like the thought and then all those other words. That's the just, hard part. It's just a bunch of words. And you said, well, that's what I like to do. And so we decided to team up and co-write a book. And so this was pretty much our project throughout uh, COVID time over Zoom. We live in two different states. And we got together via Zoom uh, off and on, and we'd come up with an idea and discuss it and process it. And then we'd go away and each of us would write. And then you'd put it all together with all those other little words. <laughs> that's such a huge thing, though, because I think that's part of what this book is. Realizing that some of your dreams that you might have. If you just live in that someday I'll get to them, you never usually get to them. But if you break it down into bite-sized pieces, they're doable. And and part of this book is really meant to equip women to, you know, get beyond the, oh, I have this idea or I have this thought or someday I'll do this or or what have you. So I think it's neat that the two of us lived it. That That's a really good um yeah, excellent. There, it's it's relevant. It's what the book is about, right? The book is about God puts something on your heart, and He wants to work through you to serve the world. And so, follow that. What and He puts on you don't have to do it alone. Like, yeah. find the people who will help you do it. That's part of the like the thing we like that we bring to it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, purpose has been a big part of like what drives you. So talk about your two word purpose statement and why this book on purpose was so close to your heart. I did an exercise one time. And in this exercise, you have all kinds of two word phrases and you, you narrow them down. It's almost like NCAA bracket tournament bracket stuff. And you narrow them down and eventually you come to your one two word phrase. And then you kind of live with it and adjust it and play with it a little bit. And my two, so I think we all exist to celebrate Jesus and what he's done. Like that's everybody. That's the great commission. But then he's given each of us like a, something inside of us that we're just really, it's fulfilling. It's gives us passion. It gives us zest. It gives us, and mine is ignite purpose. Um, I just, it's kind of my, it's the thing that makes, it's my jam. It's what makes me tick. It's what makes me super excited is talking to people about their purpose 
and how God has uniquely gifted them and how they can use those gifts to serve other people. And I think one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this, Amber, is I just believe we all need each other. Like God made you and designed you for a reason with the gifts he's given you. And if we're not living in that, if we're not using those gifts to serve other people and praise him and doing that, the world misses out. Like I want people to like show up and do what they love to do and be fulfilled with it. And so that's, as we were talking about that, that's, that was kind of the, the premise for the book. Not only does the world miss out, but I think we miss out if we're yeah. not living in that, living our purpose. I think we miss out too. And I think from, I'm kind of coming at it from the other standpoint, boy, I had a lot to learn. I'm so grateful that I had a chance to do this, but you know, I'm, I'm right in the age group that we're sort of talking to in this mm -hmm. book. We noticed that a lot of our friends are getting to this point where the seasons change a bit. You, you maybe did something for a long time, like motherhood. We have friends who are just experiencing widow you know, they're in the, a season is changing and a page is turning and you're sort of left saying, wait a second. Now, what do I do now? And mm -hmm. this is the perfect time to start saying, well, your life's not over. Like, let's not miss out on all that God would do through you. Let's mm -hmm. embrace all that he would do by figuring out what is my purpose while I'm on this earth, while I still have breath in my lungs, what do I do? And so I just had an email this weekend, Rhoda, how, how poignant and perfect from a woman who said that she had been listening to my podcast. I've been doing a series called who am I? And she said, mm -hmm. I just feel stuck. And I said, interesting. You should say that because <laughs> part of my contribution to this book is the feeling of, of stuck. Like I'm, I, you know, when, when you have small children at home, Sometimes it can feel like you're stuck. You can't go out and do the things you want to do, or, you know, you can't go back to school to, to do the things because the money is not there or the time's not there. And using those seasons of stuck to say, wait a second, what is God trying to teach me here? What has God given me here? Is he refining me? Is he equipping me? Or what can I do while I'm stuck to glorify him and embrace where I'm at right now? So that was something that I kind of had to work through in this book. And it had a lot of meaning and relevance to me and hopefully others will see the same. So you said two pertinent things there and talking about the, the stuck and the different seasons. It's one of the reasons why we called it moving from one season to the next, right? We go through seasons. There are times when you may not absolutely love what your purpose is right at that time. It might not feel super fulfilling, um, but this is the season you're in. And so it's being faithful in the seasons that he's in and using your unique gifts and skills to be able to do that. And the other thing that you said that was pertinent, Amber, was to work through it. We designed this in like a journal style to where uh, there's actually exercises within it and times to, to ponder and reflect. And we want you to stop reading, grab a pen or pencil and like work through some of these things because it's not something you can just blow through and there I've got that figured out. You have to wrestle with it and work with it and try to understand it and understand yourself, self-awareness, God awareness, all those different types of things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And if you want to read it through really quickly once just to get the whole big idea and then go back and work through it, that's fine. But I know even when I do my Bible reading, man, I have learned that when I work through the Bible reading, I get so much more out of it. 
So, and in fact, you just, while we were writing this, we were still in process. You had a major life change that you went through too with careers. And so really in a way, God was having both of us live this at the time that we were writing this. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. I went from a transition. I had spent 25 years in education and the past 15 years had been in higher ed. I was a a professor and a dean at a, a Christian college. And I switched over and became a vice president of a Christian humanitarian organization, Kingdom Workers. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was a, an interesting time. And, and I truly did apply. It felt like this was the season. I absolutely loved higher ed. I thought I was going to do it for the remainder of my ministry, remainder of my career. But it felt like for such a time as this, this is the time when I'm supposed to go do this other work. And uh, so it's, you know, sometimes... You're not stuck. Sometimes you have the option of two things that you really love and you have to figure out what you want to do. And uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's relevant in a lot. Of it, it's just it's relevant in thinking through your situation and how do I best serve my Lord right now with my gifts? And in doing that, I'm also serving the people around me. And it's just it's going to look different at different times in your life. And so I actually think this is a book that you'll probably you could read multiple times throughout your lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And how funny that it is that the two of us who have such very different lives come together mm-hmm. and we wrestle with these same thoughts. You know, you are somebody who you, every time you turn around, someone's offering you a job. I mean, you just, you have jobs, opportunities. And you, I remember you wrestling through this job. Like I have two great opportunities. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have none. <laughs> Send one my way. Anytime Rhoda, right over here. You've got great stuff you're doing every day. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it's just, it's just so funny because it just speaks to the fact that it doesn't matter if you've, you know, been married and had children and never really had a, a big lucrative career or even some, a, a title, you know, or, you know, even a degree or anything, God is working with you in your way. And in someone who has a totally different life, who's been able to dedicate themselves to so much, God is working in their life too. None of us miss out on his gifts and opportunities. And that's, that's what's so fun is he has different plans for each of us, right? Mm -hmm. He knows those plans and they look different for different people because there's different things we all need to bring to the table. And that's some of the times we get in trouble when we compare, we talk about in here too. You know, sometimes when you compare yourself to somebody else, um, you can either wish you had their life or wish they lived their life more like you live your life. And neither of those are really God pleasing things. So how do we, how do we be content? You know, he knit you together in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He made you just the way he wants you to be for his purposes. We talk a lot in here about Ephesians two. It's one of my favorite sections of scripture, especially when we're talking about identity and how we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he's prepared in advance. Like he has a plan for your life. He wants to use you. And that's not where our worth or value comes from. The first part of Ephesians 2 talks about how we're saved by grace through faith. And that's where our worth comes. That's where our value comes. And now we can be secure and content in who we are and what God has done for us. He's done the hard part. And now just go use the gifts he's given you to serve the people around you in whatever season of life you're in at that time. And how do we build each other up, encourage each other to do that? And it's going to look different for different people because God has lots of different things he needs done. And so uh, that comparison can kind of get us in some trouble. Um, I think sometimes that can be Satan's playground. 
but um yeah that contentment uh that god is god has given each of us the the circumstances that he wants us to have and to work through at this period of time and teach us the lessons we need to learn at this time too yeah and so much of what i try to do with little things in my podcast is get people to change their perspective just a tiny bit and it really mm-hmm. is that from instead of comparing and saying man i don't have the gifts that rhoda has you know, I guess God didn't give me anything because I can't go and do the things that she does. Instead of doing that, it's a matter of finding and figuring out what your gifts are. And a lot of times we know it. Maybe we just don't haven't written it out on paper or we haven't, you know, said it out loud or we haven't even allowed ourselves to go there. You know, as far as you and I writing a book, you said, like, I'm not, I'm not skilled to write a book like this. Like I have ideas, but okay, great. So you figured that out about you. Who Mm -hmm. in your life can help you? Mm -hmm. Who is around you who says, hey, I love to do this and I Mm -hmm. love what you want to do. Let's do it together. Instead of comparing and being mad at each other, switch the perspective just a tiny bit, work together, have a ton of fun in the process and put out something. That's absolutely. I think you and I are such a good example of this and that, you know, like my thing is I've had a lot of career opportunities. I don't have a family. I don't have a husband. I don't have children. I could say, oh man, but you're so gifted in having that. And I don't have that. I've got a dog. <laughs> so it's a wonderful it's one dog. Those, yeah. She's right up here. Uh, it's one of those things where it's what has God given me and how do I be content, you know, uh, in, in what he has given me and be grateful for that. And it looks different for different people because he has different work for us to do. He wanted you to raise four beautiful little children. Um, that wasn't the plan he had for me. He had a plan for me to do, have these different careers, these different jobs. So it's, it's all, um, it, you know, it, it's being grateful for whatever he's yeah. given us in intent and then bringing, you know, instead of competing or, or being envious or being, it's like, how do we each bring our thing to the table? And then it's a beautiful table with, with everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like a potluck, everybody brings their favorite dish and you've got a bunch of really, really good dishes. Even as far as doing the book, the whole process, you know, I, I put more work in maybe up front, but when it came to the end, man, you were the one (laughs) I, I wasn't the one you have done this before. Like you are good Mm -hmm. with the technology you. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think we, we really miss out when we're just doing the scorecard and comparing. And like you said, just Satan wants to get us stuck there so often to just sideline us from what's important instead of just going, Hey, I can add this now. And then you can add this later. And together we can, like you said, it's like a potluck of, you know, I'll add this, you add this and oh man, this is a great meal. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's best dishes. Right. I I think you, you hit on an important point, compare keeping score in relationships, man. I just, I don't know many times that's worked well, or that's turned out to be a blessing. (laughs) made a relationship stronger relationships are never, right. It's just never like, okay, you did it this time. I do it next time. You, I mean, you need to have, you know, honest conversations. If something's happening and somebody feels like they're caring more than the other person, but to like really be keeping score all the time is like, Ooh, that, that and, and so there again, um, as we come together, whether it's at work or in our families or in church or community events or things that we're doing, you know, instead of saying, and we talk about this in the book too, you know, well, I always do set up and take down. Why doesn't somebody else do? Because I can do set up and take down. I don't want to 
I don't want to bake a dish. I'd rather do set up and take down. You know, <laughs> so it, it's uh, it's one of those things to where joyful, happy heart. That's what the Lord wants. How do I serve the people around me? Do those things with a joyful, happy heart, knowing that everything's not going to be a mountaintop experience. You know, it's not going to be like, woohoo, I get to set up and take down or, or whatever it might be, fill in the blank. But um, but doing it out of, out of a place of, of gratitude and thankfulness as opposed to resentment. Yeah, and sometimes the, when we're feeling that resentment, that's a, a little bit of a wake up call to us that maybe we're doing something we're not meant to do. And yeah. I mean, not that any of us can get out of dishes. That's not the way it works, but just to really examine your life and figure out what, which is what we're trying to do is hone in on, Hey, how are you uniquely gifted and how can you use those unique gifts in God's kingdom to further his kingdom and with a happy, joyful heart? Yeah. We received some advice when we were in the process of writing the book and to have a very niche market, a specific person that we're going after. And so in here, we talk a lot about women, kind of our age, middle-aged women, but I still in my heart of hearts believe that you could read this at any stage of life. You could be a young person trying to figure out your career and there's beneficial stuff in here. You could be an elderly person. You could be somebody who's retiring and what do I want with the next phase of life? Um, Whatever, many, many different circumstances. I think some, maybe the scenarios are specific, yeah. but put your own life into it and that the content works across the board. So I, I think it could be beneficial for, for lots of different people in different circumstances. I couldn't agree more. I think that honestly, I mean, there's so many nuggets in the whole book, but even just the last book, the last chapter on thriving. I mean, that is, if people were to read nothing but the first chapter and the last chapter, there's enough in that last chapter for you to digest and do life differently that it could keep you going for a long time. Yeah. Should I just share a few of the things in the table yeah. of contents, like different yeah, types that's of great. So first we talk about labels and you're way more than what your labels are gifts, talents, and traits. Um, sometimes we have unused potential. Sometimes we're, we're stuck. We've got a couple different chapters on being stuck. Um, how to be content learning to be content while waiting. Sometimes we just have seasons that are, that are waiting. Um, work is not a bad thing. So work was actually in the garden of Eden. When life was perfect, Adam and Eve had jobs to do. Work is not supposed to be this, this miserable thing. So we talk a little bit about that. Um, different circumstances, like you need to get a job or you want to get out of the house, or you want to have those few extra things you want to, or different circumstances within, in your life. Uh, we talk about identifying your spiritual gifts and what a blessing that can be and how to go about doing that. We talk about the importance of pouring into other people, investing in others through mentoring, uh, having mentors and being mentors. Um, yeah, boundaries we talk a little bit about. We talk about, you know, what if it's just a hobby? What if that thing that I really love to do, I can't make a living at and it's just going to be a hobby? Um, I started out in the music industry and eventually realized I didn't want to do that as a job. It's now a hobby and I get fulfillment from doing music on the side here and there, but it's not this major thing. Um, and we talk about uh, dreaming and if we're going to fail, fail forward and um, the importance of change. And then we wrap it up with thriving and thriving is the research out there. It's what I've spent a lot of my time focusing on. Uh, what are those attributes or characteristics of people who are doing really well regards to their circumstances? We know that in this life, we're going to have challenges. Jesus promises us that people will die. People will get sick. We'll lose jobs. We'll have hardships. But what are those things? How do people live their life that seem to be doing, have a sense of well-being and peace, even through the tough, bad times? 
that's kind of the thriving work. So I, I give a little highlight principle of what's in that. So there's lots of good stuff in here uh, through lots of different circumstances in life. And I think just to highlight that la- uh, one last thing too, is the whole concept of failing, you know, man, we all fail. Uh, every one of us fail. In fact, it was a struggle to get on the computer today. <laughs> it was a struggle. We were having technology problems and we were just you know, working through it, failing forward, trying to come up with a different idea and then that won't work. Well, maybe this will work and maybe that will work and not letting failure a define you because we all fail. We Mm -hmm. all fail regularly and not letting it stop you just because Mm -hmm. you get closed doors one way doesn't mean it's the end of that path. It might just mean you need to go around. Maybe the timing's wrong. Maybe you need to find somebody else to help you. It, it just is a matter of figuring out how you can get through this to the next thing. Cause roadblocks, like you said, are going to happen. Yeah. Excellent point. Another fun thing about this is all the proceeds are going to kingdom workers, which is the organization that Amber and I both support I'm involved with. Um, so yeah, we want to talk a little bit about that Amber and our decision for that. Yeah. So I don't know how it actually came about Rona, but we just, as we were doing this, I, felt very confident that that's how this should go. And that when we write our next book, we'll send it to my ministry that I'm working with at time of grace. But it just felt very, um, we were both pretty, pretty much sold that this was the Lord's work and that it just felt like it it was uh, the right thing to do to make sure that the money that came from it wasn't, wasn't used on anything, but the Lord's work again. And not that we had to do it, but it was just felt right. And I love what you do. I love what kingdom workers does. And we are so blessed. I mean, all the time we realize this as, as we get together, we're so blessed. We have so much, what do we not have? We have running water, we have food, we have houses, we have, you know, places to live. And, and God has been so ridiculously generous to us that it felt very much like this was the way to go. Yeah, good way to say it. For those of you who, who aren't aware, Kingdom Workers is a ministry that focuses on getting the people in the pews around the country. We're in different, around the world, I'm sorry, we're in different countries around the world. And how do we get the people who are in the pews serving their neighbor? And as they serve their neighbor, it's oftentimes vulnerable populations, uh, share the joy of Jesus with them. So whether they're bringing clean water, sanitation in a refugee camp, working with people with disabilities, um, lots of different Ask tools that we use to accomplish that. But how do we support and equip those people to be able to go out and love their neighbor, share the love of Jesus with them and share the good news of Jesus with them as they do it. So everything that, uh, other than like the cost of printing the book, uh, everything else that uh, for the cost of the book goes to kingdom workers. And so um, thank you for that as uh, contributing to that ministry as you also um, hopefully are blessed from reading the book. If you want to read the book, it's available on amazon.com. So it's called Designed on Purpose. It's going to be backwards. Designed on Purpose for a Purpose. Um, and it's you can even enter our author names and find it there. Phenomenal. I'm so excited. And I'm excited that um, this was the first of the projects. I hope there's more to come, Rhoda. Absolutely. I'm confident there will be. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. All right. I'm going to.